on the air. Hey guys, Go sorry on. about that. Sorry about them. I was trying to hang up. Don't worry about that, man. But what's good, Laker Nation? It's your boy, Big Baby Jonathan. This is episode three of Laker Talk with Big Baby Jonathan. I got two special guests. Introduce yourself, guys. Hey, guys. My name is Vince. Uh, uh, guys, before this time, uh, we, uh, we, before this time I, I, I was from Game Tech. So now, you know, my boy John, you know, invited me to this app. And now I'm liking it. And hello, go- hello guys. My name is Vince. I'm a Laker guy. And uh, hello, hello, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm Chad. I'm a big-time Lakers fan. Uh, I love the Lakers. Love our sports, actually. But of course, Lakers are number one, and then the Vikings. So, thank, all right, thank let's you, get Jonathan dive into it. Uh, so, the Lakers are been struggling since LeBron's been out, and uh, what can we do to get back to the winning ways? I'm gonna start with uh, Chad again. Chad, dive into what can Lakers do to get back to the winning ways. Um, well, well, for right now, they're gonna have to be uh, um, they're gonna have to be more of a defensive team. They have to rebound better. Um, they have to. One of the things that I think that's hurting the Lakers now, right now, besides rebounding, um, yep. is turnovers. They have way too many turnovers. Way too many turnovers. It's ridiculous, and a lot of it is unforced turnovers. And when you when you're losing because you have unforced turnovers. That's not good. That means you're leaving a lot of games, a lot of wins out there because you're you're not doing everything that you can to win. So I think they really have to cut the turnovers out. Um, and they also have to share. They also have to assist more. They have to set each other up more um, when they're when uh, on offense. So they need to have an offensive system right now, you know. And and a lot of times teams don't have that with LeBron on their team. So right now the Lakers don't really have that identity because they're still adjusting to LeBron. But I think it's a situation where LeBron is going to have – they're going to have to make LeBron adjust to their offensive system. And they're going to have to uh, – I mean, Luke is going to have to come up with that system. Um, I know maybe he's trying to run the Warrior system to a certain extent, but you got to have some yep. shooters too. And you got to have guys that's willing to cut also. So – it's a lot of things that they need to work mm. on. Um, I think I still mm. think we're a good team. I still think we'll make the playoffs. But I think right now uh, we're struggling. Um, and uh, so I, I think we'll get it together, though, eventually. I just think right now that's what I see. And I think so there's things that we need to work you know, on to be a better team. Bill, you know, I, I was excited that we, when we beat the Warriors, you know, when LeBron was out. And you know, and you know, we we started winning, and then after we you know we play the Rockets on ABC, you know, you know, in that in that game, I literally, I literally tweeted, guys, when Lonzo was getting that flow, guys, Lonzo was a good point guard. I don't know why Lakers fans are heading on the guy. That's fine, that's fine. But anyways, I will continue. Let me be the closer right now. But the point is, guys, when I was watching that game, we would have won because of Lonzo Ball. The only reason why we lost that game, guys, is because, you know, we played lazy. And with Lonzo, we don't play lazy. With Lonzo, the offense flows, in my opinion. And uh, right now, it's pretty obvious. Kuzma gets hot when Lonzo's on the floor. I feel when Lonzo's on the floor, it's like good. And when you call against the T-Wolves, you know, what, what, what I'm mad about that game is this. He got out-rebounded, out-rebounded, because... 
Sean, you you were on YouTube before the game, and you said what? You can't let Carl Anthony Towns out-rebound us, right? Yeah, I agree with you on that one. And he out-rebounded us on that one. And now, how the fuck does Derek Bailey and Luol Deng warn us? I mean, that's why I was thinking about it. just about seeing who can play with LeBron and who can't. Regardless of if they start playing better, I think he already has an idea of the players he wants there to play as we know. So, I think either way, I don't think a coaching mm-hmm. change is going to happen. I think that's unfair to Luke because I think considering everything that's been going on uh, with injuries and uh, yeah, I mean, Rondo's been out, what, two times? And who knows if he'll be out another time before the season is over. But, um, so I think that's unfair. And I think Luke is actually doing a good job. I just think, if you notice, like I told Vince when he asked me before about Luke, he kind of said, it's on the players. Mm-hmm. Some of these players are out there just being selfish. That's not on Luke. That's not on Luke. That's on them. That's why some of those guys are not going to be there soon. So, I, I, I think changes are going to Go ahead, Vince. I just don't think it's going to You know what? Here's the thing, guys. You know, you know, you know. So, the question is, do I think the Lakers will make the move? Here's the deal. And, and, you know, you know, and Scoop has a, has, has a right to say this, and I kind of agree with him. Here, here's, here, here, to tell you some, 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 some things real quick. So, he said, LeBron James is not milking his time off. I'm hearing, for sure, LeBron wasn't scared to come off versus the Warriors. He's not faking a passive injury as many as, uh, uh, as many as are starting to accuse him of the what they are reporting. And he also said... Uh, George also said LeBron could very well try to come back to before the also break, but as of now, they know he needs to sit out longer. George said Lakers will continue day to day and week to week. And uh, also, when he, one more time, he also said LeBron did injury is a nutshell from late source. You don't hear a pop, it's only have brain tube strain. Also, he said LeBron takes to consider sitting out four to two weeks, two more weeks. Perfect comeback situation playing February 10th against the Philadelphia 76ers. It's, two, it's a tune-up right before the All-Star game, and you, he can get to 
game into before the second half of the season. Of the sec, of the season. And Recoup and Scarlett. But here's the deal, guys. Here's the deal. If we lose, if we lose to the Suns, let me ask you this, guys. So, you know, we never have both injuries when the Achilles. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So with LeBron, you gotta be careful with that. Yeah. Now I know. he has a boring injury now. Now if you look to the sun, at this point how we're now like right now without LeBron. I know right now without Lonzo, we're fucked. So in your opinion, what in your guys' opinion, do you agree with Brandon Robinson? I do. In my, yeah, I, in my opinion, what do you guys think? I agree with him. I'll start off on this. I agree with him. Because uh, I, had, I had a growing injury in high school. I played football. I messed up my growing, and I was out once, uh, months and months and a half, and it took a while to get going again. So I understand. And quite, I'm gonna throw you guys another one after I'm done. Like if LeBron is really that injured, like remember how he tweeted, "Oh, I dodged a bullet. I'll be back in no time." They must have saw something that that media didn't report. You know, maybe it's something low. Like maybe he's, his injury is serious, and we previously thought and also if if we continue to lose and get to the 12th seed do you think we should shut down LeBron for the rest of the season go ahead Chad um well I, I thought LeBron I thought when I saw the injury LeBron was hurt more than what they thought but whenever LeBron leaves the game and he doesn't return and he misses a couple of games like that, you can bet mm-hmm. it's ser- more serious than what they were letting on. A lot of times they're going to say, well, he'll be back in a couple of weeks. Um, but you never know with those type yeah. of things. But he said he felt a, a pop. Anytime you somebody says they hear a pop, that's not a that's not a one-week injury. So I knew at that time he wasn't going to be back until, like, February. Um, so, I, but... If we make, if we're at the 12th seed, I mean, yeah, shut yeah, up. Yeah, but you're the deal, Kevin. At this point, we're, we're, you know, without Lonzo, we're fucked. And without LeBron, we're fucked. Is that fair to say? I think right now we're struggling. I don't want to say that we're messed up mm. because I remember last year we still won 35 games. And, um, you know, we, we had a chance at the end to catch some people. And we're right there. Yeah. We're, we're like what? Yeah, yeah. Maybe two games out of the playoffs, maybe one and a half. Me neither. So, yeah, it is, but I'm not ready to I'm say gonna, uh, It's different from last year. Everybody, season. okay, now there's some uh, some bogus report that there's some executives around the league. Um, they don't think Lonzo can uh, carry a team. Do you agree with that? I don't. Okay, go ahead, Chad. No. No, I don't. I think there's a lot of people that's been doubting Lonzo since he came into the league, um, since he since his first season, um, when he's when he shot bad. But I mean, if we're looking at Lonzo's shot, then of course you can make the argument, oh, okay, he's not a good player. But I mean, how many guys that's that's in the league right now that can't shoot a great player? So, I'm sorry. but look. Well, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook is a prime example. But I think where the executives are making a, a, a sound argument, which but I still think it's, it's, it's um, they're overdoing it, is can he lead a team? Now, and that's right. only because he's not always aggressive, which I think is something that he needs to work on. But what I've yep. noticed from him this season is that he's been a lot more aggressive 
And so I think that that's I think that that's a yep. bunch of crap. And I think he'll be fine. Um, I think, but you know, and even with his injuries, I wouldn't even say that he's injury prone because he he had he's yep. had two injuries I think since the season started, and um, he's he hasn't really been out. He has yep. missed yeah. like what one game before this injury. So it was just a situation where he needed to get stronger. And uh, but you know, Lonzo can lead a team. I think he's already proven that he makes everybody better. Now, where he where yep. he really needs to work is he needs to stop overpassing. And the Lakers as a whole need to stop overpassing. That's where a lot of that turnovers come from. So, but he can lead a team. I, I just think it's a lot of stupid GMs out there. It's a lot of teams that don't like the Lakers, a lot of GMs that don't like the Lakers. Uh-huh. Or it's a lot of GMs that want Lonzo on their team. And, and so they, they're making that to try to get the Lakers. They're saying things like that, trying to get the Lakers to trade them. But to yeah, them. let me dive into so, the Lonzo thing that we're talking about. You know, um, Lonzo can lead his team. He led UCLA. Great. Number three in the country. And Trevor Lott. Was it Trevor Lofton? Trevor Leaf. Trevor Leaf. Trevor Leaf. Excuse me. Trevor Leaf. He was getting off. He's on Indiana. And I never heard from him again. So Lonzo make players better. And also he needs to work on his free throws in offseason. Work on them. Call up uh, Ray Allen if you have to. Call up guys that are high in free throw percentage. You get better. And uh, also, what do you guys think? Do you think the Lakers should get rid of their whole assets for Anthony Davis? Or should be the, I'm sorry, Hold I'm on, Vince. Vince, I'm not done. I'm not done, bro. Vince, no, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Sorry, go ahead. You're good. Um, do you think we should swing for the fences and get rid of our young assets or wait in the offseason? Go ahead, Vince. Start with this one. You know what? Here's the deal, guys. Here's my part one or part two. Correct me if I'm wrong. You guys can still guess and tell. Now, I think you guys know what I'm talking about because I text you guys this, and here we go. You know what? In my opinion, I think we're the favorite for AD, and would I go for it? Yes. AD is that talented. Uh, he would help this team for sure. And, uh, you know, if, if you look at the Pelicans, they got no choice. And I get a Laker nation is saying, you know, what sounds like are the favorites to get him. But I, 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 but right now, he's with, he's with Rich Paul as an agent. That's LeBron James' agent. I mean, that's, that's for you. That's Lakers for you. We trade for, if you look at the Lakers history, we trade for centers. And why? Um, how I see it, in my opinion, I think uh, two parts. I see Ingram going, Hard going, KCP going. New back going, a first-round pick for AD, and after that, and after that, if that happens, I guarantee Star will come. That would be Kawhi, and that's probably it. It's shooters. Part two, part two. You know where I'm going with this, guys. Now, part two could be this, and I could see it. I could see it because I was talking to a Lakers fan four months ago, and uh, and he said the exact same thing, and I would not be shocked. I would not be shocked if it happened because Magic Johnson is not messing around. With LeBron James, he's got three more years with the Lakers. So here's the here's the part two in my in my reason. So should I, I can see this: Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, two back for That would mean if I see that, I would see Kyrie Irving coming and Kawhi coming, and probably shooters probably signing one year one year deal shooters. Could can one of the part? I'm sorry. The part the, can part one. A part two happen? I say yes. What if it was gonna happen? I want your guys' thoughts. What's your thoughts? Go ahead, John. Um, I think Lakers. To be honest, man, I'm gonna keep it 100. I think Lakers are not gonna trade for anybody, and just let them figure it out and go for uh, try to improve and uh, try it in the offseason because 
the Pelicans ain't gonna trade. I to be honest, I don't think the Pelicans value our assets as high because I think they the Pelicans assets not Pelicans assets, excuse me. The Pelicans would rather have Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Terry Rozier over uh, Kuzma, Ingram, and Lonzo. That's just my opinion. What do you think about that, Seth? <clears throat> well, you could be right, but at the same time, well, let me just say this: What has Jason Tatum, Terry Rozier, and uh, and um, I forget the guy, Jalen Brown? What have they really proven? Because you got to remember, they're in Brad Stevens' system. Mm-hmm. So, and they're not playing as well as they were last year. And they're still in the same That's, system. Mm-hmm. So, is that Brad Stevens or is that them? I think it's more so, I think it's more so them. Now, now, would the Pelicans prefer them? If you're just going on based how they played last year and, and, and them being in Brad Stevens' system, yeah, you probably would. But... Remember, let's look at Danny Ainge's history. He doesn't trade his great, he doesn't trade his good or young players for people for the stars. He didn't do that with the Cavs. And who did he trade when he got Kevin Gurney, mm-hmm. Garnett, and Ray Allen? It was nobody's. He still had the main people on the team, he still had the, the, the rookies on the team. So Danny Ainge is not giving up all of that mm-hmm. for. For Anthony Davis, mm. not when he's a free agent in 2021. That's why the Lakers have to make that move now. That's why the Pelicans may be forced because if the if the Celtics say we're not giving up all of that, we'll give you a first round pick, but we're not giving up Tatum. They're not going to give up all three of those guys. There may be one, and mm-hmm. that one could probably be Terry Rozier okay. or something. But they're not giving up all of them. That's what the Lakers have to make that move now. If I'm the Lakers, I don't get rid of Lonzo. That's the one guy I don't get rid of. I, I'm not saying he's a superstar, but the way Lonzo run, can run the team, you can you can you can get rid of those other guys and still be fine. I mean, you know, even if even if you need to get rid of Kuzma, get rid of. I like Kuzma, but he's a role player. Can I? Can he's I? Ask, not a can star. I, can I ask you guys a he's up and down. Go ahead. Now, oh uh, well, let me ask you this, Chad. Uh, do you think my do you think my part one or part two could happen? Part one, part two is not happening. It's too many. We don't have the space for as well. Why did LeBron post on Instagram that song Kyrie Irving tagged him? Every Lakers fan they confirm Kyrie Irving to the Lakers. Let me dive into that. LeBron did that. He just basically it's it's just a song. Like is this a song you're talking about? Like us, like I'm a, like uh, us, Laker fans always try to nitpick about all oh, the trades happening. All oh, trades happen. Kawhi Leonard buys the house in L.A. It doesn't mean he's a Laker. Did he sign it on the dotted line yet? No. So me, I'm I'm not gonna mention. It's I don't know. I just feel like us Laker fans get too excited and too hyped over rumors, you know. But yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Go ahead, Chad. Well, I think. I think the Kawhi situation is not overstated. I think the Lakers fans are right to believe that. He's coming to L.A. The question is, are the Lakers going to sign him or the Clippers? I think if the Lakers, if they're not as concerned with Kevin Durant as some seem to think they are, then Kawhi's coming. Um, Because he's already stated that he wants to go to the Lakers. There's been other people that stated that. I mean, Chris Carter has the same agent as him. He's already said that multiple times. So, him buying a house in L.A., that is not overstated. I believe that he's coming to L.A. Just 
it just depends on what which one mm-hmm. you know i think it's all up to the lakers at the end of the day now vince to go back to what you were saying you said the number two listen no way the lakers can have lebron Kyrie, Anthony davis and Kawhi. Uh, Kawhi Leonard at the same time. That's not happening. That's not happening. They, they don't have the max slots for that. Um, now, now they can have Kawhi and uh, and mm. Anthony Davis, and the Lakers don't want Kyrie as as much as people think that they do. They don't. You know, mm-hmm. they they don't need that. They don't need that scoring. When you have Anthony Davis and, and LeBron and Kawhi, you don't need Kyrie Kyrie Irving. People yeah. get this mixed up about the Warriors. And I think the Warriors have four superstars, and they only have two. Klay Thompson is a—he's a star, but he's not a superstar. Yep. Draymond Green is a role player, so people get that mixed up and like, oh, the Warriors got four stars. That's why when people say, "Well, James Harden got to go against four superstars," no, James Harden doesn't have to go against four superstars. James Harden just chooses to fold in the big moments, and 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 people make that keep making that excuse for him. And by the way, at the end of the year, he's going to do it again. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But, yeah, I think the Lakers, at the end of the day, I think they'll end up getting – if they don't get Anthony Davis, which is a possibility, I definitely think they'll get Kawhi yeah. this summer. Go ahead, Vince. Put, I, I definitely think that. Yes, I, yes, I, yeah. yes, I do, guys. Here's what, I, what, what, what our point says, okay? The, likely, uh, the likelihood of AD trade to the Lakers may not be as promising as the deadline I'm hearing. The culprit, Lonzo Ball injury, leads sources tell me that's not going to stop the Lakers from trying to make a run for AD before the deadline. Okay, that gets interesting. Now he says after that, if AD can't be, if AD can't be uh, had at the deadline, a Lakers source there that LA may go for Bradley Beal, Nikola Vucevic, you know that center for Magic, around to get help for the season and to use for future trade pieces to potentially acquire AD this summer. Now. John, what do you think? Do you think that could happen? That's our second option. What do you think? No, I don't think it would happen because let's say Lakers trade Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, you walk with Bradley Bill, get Bradley Bill. Let's say, hey, we offer you Bradley Bill, a couple picks and players for Anthony Davis. No, we're good. And the Lakers are going to be stuck with that contract. So I don't want to do that, but if we do, I'll be okay, whatever. But I don't want to get stuck with that Bradley Bill contract. What do you think, Chad? Well, it doesn't make any sense, first of all. I mean, first of all, Bradley Bill contract goes, he has like another three or four seasons left. I was looking at his contract the other day when I heard the rumor. No, we're not doing that. That doesn't make sense. That messes us up with Kawhi this summer. So, because Lakers are not going to do that. They're going to keep the flexibility. I mean, think about it. If you can't get Anthony Davis, why wouldn't you just wait and get Kawhi? Yeah, yeah. You get Kawhi without giving anybody up. So why would you do? Why would you get Bradley Beal for what? That makes no sense. And then Vujicic, you don't need him. You got three yeah. centers on the team right now. You really don't need him. You know that that doesn't make sense to give up your young players for somebody that you're probably not going to resign anyway. And who said no, the Pelicans? Nobody did. No, Bradley no, no, no. Beal. Yeah, yeah. No, but no, but that's my point. If they if they're using it for future trades, who who said the Pelicans want him? You know that that that's stupid. If unless the Pelicans say if you trade for him, we'll give you Anthony Davis, then you don't do those. You don't you don't make moves like that. And that's yeah, but I'm gonna end this Laker talk with Big Baby Jonathan, episode three. Um, go ahead, Chad. Give your Twitter out. 
move in there. Oh, Matt, two and a half is 16 titles. Hello, guys. It's my, my username is size underscore my. Thank you, John. All right, peace out, everybody. Until next time. Hello, everybody. This episode is going to be an intro episode. Um, I'm Jonathan Soffel, a.k.a. Big Baby Jonathan. Um, I love sports. I love basketball. I love the Lakers. I love the Chargers. I love USC. Um, I just love my L.A. team. Um, I love the Lakers. I've been a fan since 2000. My first game ever watching them was in 2000 when Kings and Lakers was the conference finals. I remember where I was at. I was in Palm Springs, California. Um... I was watching it on the couch, me, my grandma, and my brother. I was in the middle. My grandma was on my right side. My brother was on my left. And y'all going to think I'm crazy? I had Domino's Pizza that day, too, because that was one of the greatest games I've watched in a while. Back then, Robert Ray's buzzer beater. Um, I really, I just really liked that Laker team, the 2001 team. Shaq was dominant. Kobe Bryant was dominant. And the reason... The reason I like that team is just they played as a team and then they knew how to overcome adversity, which I liked. Um, and the Chargers, I was a Chargers, been a Chargers fan since 2005. I liked Drew Brees, LT, um, Sean Merriman, and all the great San Diego Chargers. And now I'm a, I'm still a Chargers fan regardless. LA Chargers, um, my favorite charger of all time this is LT just love the way he played the game he's passionate about what he did and um he just ran through people that's what I like I like running backs that run through people like Marshawn Lynch and my favorite players on the Lakers my favorite player on the Laker Lakers of all time is Kobe Bryant I love his enthusiastic. I love when people boo him and talk mess to him. And that's just um, what I like about Kobe Bryant. People like to boo him, talk mess. Oh, he's he's not good. Is this and that. He's ball hog. And then when you boo him, it, it makes him happy that you boo him because he knows he's going to dominate you that night. Don't. I remember one time um, I was at a Kings game. Court, not, yeah, courtside. Um, one of my friends was talking mess to Kobe and I told him, um, don't talk mess to Kobe. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's, he, you just light a fire under his skin and, and that's what happened. And that's why I like Kobe because when you talk mess to him, he'll just talk. If you talk mess to Kobe Bryant, it's a wrap because he's going to light you up for 40 or 50 and I, like I said, my favorite Charger of all time. I've actually got two Chargers. Favorite Chargers. LT, LaDainian Thompson, like I stated. And Philip Rivers. I just love how he's um, passionate about the game. He talks mess. That's what I like. That's what I like about quarterbacks. You you can talk mess. It's football. That's what um, I tried for quarterback in high school. Didn't make the team, but they put me on defense end. But I was like Rivers talking mess. Um, getting people's faces because I was passionate because 
don't know. I just like passionate people that play sports. Not like too crazy, like like fighting and stuff, but like engaged defensively or offensively. And it's just, it's just, that's what I love about sports. It's a competitive game, and I love competitive games, and I love competing against people that are competitive. But the main focus of this podcast is just the intro, introducing myself, and um, now let's get this podcast started. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Big Baby Jonathan. Come at you guys with episode three with Laker Talk with Big Baby Jonathan. Um, Lakers play tonight versus the Phoenix Suns, and I'm going to be going over the keys to the game. Um, number one, don't underestimate this Phoenix Suns team because if you underestimate underestimate this Phoenix Suns team and give this team that's uh, 11 and 39 confidence it's going to be a long game and um they're like one of the I think best correct me if I'm wrong Lake Nation I think they're 15th and three point field goal percentage so force them to drive force them to drive because Devin Booker could get hot early you don't want if he gets hot early, it's gonna be raps. Like he could drop thirty to forty points on him. He scored seventy points in Boston, and he can he he just um and he's very underrated. Devin Booker. Nobody talks about him because he's on Phoenix because Phoenix is not doing well. If you put Devin Booker on this Laker team right now with LeBron James with Kuzma, would be a scary deep team. Um, yeah, and also, number two for my keys to the game, second chance points. Andre Aiden leads all rookies at, he leads all rookies at rebounding at 10, and he averages like 18 points, and he's a good dominant big man. He can drop 20 to 25 on you, have 15 rebounds, three blocks, that's how dominant he is. We had crashed the boards against the Memphis, not Memphis Grizzlies, Minnesota Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns, Taj Gibson out-rebounded, and I stated in that YouTube video that I made, keys to the game. Second chance points, if you do not um, crash the boards and limit second chance points, you'll have a chance. But if you don't do that, if you're just getting out-rebounded, they have second chance points, you'll lose. And that's what happened. We lost because we got out-rebounded. And number three, make free throws. Make free throws. Lakers are the worst team in the league at free throws. We need to do a better job. And I think it's a mental thing. Like, go to the line, make a free throw. I can make a free throw. I was 70, actually, I was 75% in high school at the free throw line. But it got to me when I started missing, um, like, six straight free throws in a row. It was a mental thing. But I overcame it by, uh, I tried something old school. Um... I did that little granny shot, and it was easy. It was easy, and then that's how I got my free throw percentage back up. Because at first, when you know, the first time in high school, um, I was forty percent free throw shooter, and then I worked my way, practiced, and um, I started to do the granny little granny shot, and then I proved my free throws then, and then rest is history. So um, yeah, make free throws, and number three. Limit turnovers. Sometimes the turnovers are unforced turnovers because you'll be passing too much and then you'll throw it too high and then it'll go out of bounds. Limit turnovers. And number four, 
fast break points. Let's uh, let's beat them in the fast pay, fast break point department tonight. Let's get out in transition. Let's throw lobs. Let's be fun again. Um, and number five, come in with energy. I want to see this Laker team come in with energy versus this team that's not very good, but. You can't underestimate this team because if you underestimate this team and don't come in with energy, focused, this team like Phoenix could come in and beat you. It's the NBA. It, even though this team is 11-39, they're NBA players just like the Lakers. They still got to compete at a high level, talk on defense, rotate the basketball, dive for loose balls, um, deflect the passing lanes, and cut to the basket when they're double-teaming somebody like a Brandon Ingram or Kuzma. You'll get open. I just want to see this team have a game. Since LeBron's been there, we haven't had like a perfect, not a perfect game, but we haven't had like a decent game. And I want to get out to an early lead. And Lakers, if you're up 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, close them out. Don't refall, don't relax when you're up big because you did that against Houston and they it cost you. So when you're up early, continue to pile on. Continue to, continue to execute, do the little things regardless of the score. Continue to play. Because if you look at the score, like, oh, we're up 22. Oh, we got this. And then what? look up again. Oh, we're down five. It's like you can't relax when you're up big on these teams that are not good. You have to continue to pile it on. And I want to see three things. Or I want to see three things from the Lakers tonight in terms of players. I want to see Brandon Ingram be aggressive. He can attack the basket anytime he wants to. I see it every game. I want to see him attack the basket, um, get his teammates involved, and have like a game where he facilitates early and then scores late. Number two, if Kyle Kuzma plays because he has a hip strainer, he's he didn't practice yesterday, but if he does play, I want him to be aggressive. I would want him to post up more and get to the lane and get to the free throw line early. And I want to see Rondo score more. I want him to see Rondo score more in the first half and the second half get his teammates involved and because Rondo could score at least he could put up 20 points if he gets going and I want him to get going early because we need more scoring from him since Lonzo's out with the ankle injury since LeBron's been out since Christmas so we need excuse me we need him to be more aggressive but he's been aggressive since he came back the second game him coming back would be tonight and um, it's going to be a good, win- good competitive game. And um, I got the Lakers winning. And, yeah, those are my keys to the game tonight. And I'm going to end this Laker talk with Big Baby Jones. Big, ugh, excuse me. I'm going to end this Laker talk with Big Baby Jonathan, episode three. And um, if you're new to this Anchor app, um, welcome to Laker talk with Big Baby Jonathan. Looking forward to podcasting with everybody. And uh, yeah, man. And uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, just add me at Big Baby Jonathan. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Big Baby Jonathan. And follow me on Instagram at Big Baby Jonathan underscore. Until next time, Laker Nation, peace out.